All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. All right, guys. Some shout-outs before we start. Today is Friday, the Law of One. But some shout-outs to a couple of, of states and countries around the world listening to my podcast. Now, this is not on the uh, YouTube channel or the Facebook channel. This is the MP3 file podcast. First of all, Apple Podcast. You guys rock. You guys are my number one listeners. 75% of my listeners around the world are listening on Apple Podcasts. Love you guys. In the United States, Georgia, welcome. You guys rock out of nowhere this last week. Illinois, Delaware, and Maryland are the top four. California is in fifth place. And, of course, there's a bunch of other states like New York. You guys are usually popping, jumping, Jersey. Michigan last week was number one in the United States. That's crazy insane. You guys go up there. Minnesota, doing, you got, I got a nod to you. Nevada, right? Florida, Florida, you guys did really good last week. Tennessee, you guys did really good last week, right? Missouri, surprising. Missouri was in the mix last week and this week. So kudos to you guys because California's usually been my base. Georgia, welcome. Illinois, what? Little teeny Delaware and Maryland. You guys rock, man. You guys rock out there. Glad to hear you. Glad to know you're listening. Okay, worldwide, going around the, the world, uh, we still have, uh, you know, a weird Alberta came in first place in Canada. What? Way to go, Alberta. Australia, of course, New South Wales, right? New South Wales uh, is usually number one. They, they came in on top. You know, uh, you guys over in the U.K., you rock. You're always out there. You're always listening. And I want to give a New Zealand shout-out. You guys have been pulling your weight in the last month or two. Little teeny New Zealand, the furthest thing down under. You guys are out, out there rocking the house, pulling your weight. Way to go. So some shout-outs around the world to those guys. Ireland, you guys are always listening to the podcast, right? There's a lot of you guys out there, a lot of countries that are always on board. You know, Mexico's even that. Brazil, love you guys in Brazil. I want to give some kudos you guys out there in, in you know, uh, the, the uh, Norwegian countries. That's what we call you guys over here or the, or the um, um, what's the other one that we say? They don't they lump all the Vikings, all you guys, into like one category. It's kind of stupid, but they do. So, uh, but, you know, Norway and, and Sweden and, and Finland, you know, uh, you guys up there, you guys are usually on. You guys are usually listening. So it's kind of cool, right? India, you guys usually hit me up. So you guys are doing okay, right? So I wanted to do that. That's just the information for the podcast, the MP3 uh, podcast. So um, I'll have to get some, some stuff together. I know that there's people from all around the world that listen to watch the MP4 version of the podcast uh, because you guys usually say hi in the chat because my podcast, the MP3 podcast, doesn't have a chat. Uh, so you guys on the other one for the Facebook or for my YouTube channel, um, those two channels, I get people from all around the world as well, right? UK is usually pretty prevalent. Australia, pretty prevalent in that, in those, right? So and, and any time of the day or night, right? So I know why a lot of my stuff lately has been hitting in the United States a little bit more because I've been dealing with the coronavirus and what's going on in the United States. But it's not just happening here. It's happening worldwide. And I've talked to a couple of people uh, that we talked about that, a couple of friends of mine from around the world. I'm going to have them back on again coming up. You know, guys like Michael Feely, right? We're going to try and do a, a once a month thing 
to have him on. So I think we'll get on there and we'll talk about the newest, latest stuff. He knows what's going on in the UK. We were comparing notes about three weeks ago now before we did my um, my special uh, webinar that I haven't tried to upload over here, guys, for you on the MP3 side, but I did a 14-hour. No, it was not that long. It was a 12-hour. Um, I think it was almost 11 hours a webinar where I had all kinds of guest speakers. There I am for those of you who have video, right? I'm looking to where the old camera was and not the new camera, right? Different place. So if you guys have video, you can see the lighting issue is taken care of. I got a new camera. It's better. It's wider, right? I don't, it's not right up on my face. Um, you can even notice that I, when I pull away from the microphone, I know the sound goes down quite a bit, but that's why I have to eat the microphone on this to um, so that you guys can hear me. Although it seems to be doing better. It does weird things. <laughs> it comes in really good, and then it kind of fades off every now and then. Right now it seems to be being loud, so that's a good, good case. Good, good best case scenario. Okay, so the law of one, we left off with, uh, I think it was session 68. Um, wrong, wrong, wrong tabs there. Sorry, I apologize. There we go. It's over here. That's where I was looking at the, the uh, podcast there. We left on, uh, we did se a session 70, question 10, question one zero, but I'm going to go back and start that one again because. It pertains to you. You won't understand if you just find this uh, this week and didn't listen to last week. You won't understand what the next question is because it pertains to this question. So I'm backing up the full question. A lot of times I back up almost the whole section when they're talking about something to make sure that you guys uh, don't get left out if you just find the show. So I'll go into full screen over here and you'll be able to see this on your screen. Those of you who are watching the video version, uh, it'll be up on your screen if you go full screen, full vision on, on a full screen on your whatever device you're playing on, you'll also get a better effect because it has the words that you can read along with on the screen. So you can hear the, the computer talking and you can also read along with it for those of you who like visuals. And some of you can read the book yourself. Now the video that I'm using is from Muffy Moose. You can see that on your screen right here. And they are using an official um, book of uh, LL Research approved, right? So I've been using all of their videos so far. And I plug them every time because these are not my videos. I did not make these. Uh, and this is done by them, and they should have full credit. So I plug them at the onset of every show so that they get full credit for um, me using this. So that you guys, if you want to watch all 106 sessions, they have it on their site. If you go to their site and you look up on their um, – uh, uh, well, you look on their site and it shows videos, and then you have uh, – the group of videos, I forgot what they call it. If you look on there, then they have all of these in a row. And you can play them, and you can go through every single session. Uh, unless you have the book, and then you can go, if you want to uh, take a look at the book to read along, the actual transcripts put to print from the actual sessions, go to lawofone.info, L-A-W-O-F-O-N-E dot I-N-F as in Frank, O dot info. That brings up all of six books. The first book... Uh, and then the, all the successions, and you can read along with that. That's actual transcripts, and if you look at the beginning of each one, you have that little um, diamond shape or little triangle-shaped arrow that points over to the left for play like they use on YouTube, um, like the one you see on your screen right here for YouTube. They have that, and it's in blue, and if you click on that, you can actually hear the audio recording of the actual uh, session. Uh, where they're channeling raw, where Carla's channeling raw, and Dawn is asking questions. Sometimes you can't hear Dawn because he's too far away from the microphones because they're literally, they're sitting on Carla's chest. Well, she's laying in a bed, and they're sitting on Carla's chest, okay? 
uh, while she's in a trance, and um, but she talks really slow, really slow, and she's whispering because she's in a trance-like state. Um, it was different than like when people channel a, a single entity. Uh, sometimes they're up and moving around and walking and talking just like you, I, you and I are, but you can see in their eyes, I've seen this, you can see in their eyes that it's a completely different person. Although I, at least I can, but I have a, I have better vision when it comes to uh, seeing into a person's soul. And I, I witnessed um, Holy Mother Mary be channeled one day, one evening. And I looked at the woman who came in and talked to her and spoke to her prior to, and then she went into a trance and was talking to other people and she got up and saw me and walked over to me and was talking to me and then went on to somebody else but I could tell there was a completely different person in there she moved different she acted different she sounded the same voice but a slightly different accent and the person I saw inside her eyes was not the person that was there before so I know the person wasn't acting you can't act your soul okay but this is a hive mind complex. It's an entire species, like as if we all here on Earth were, and we are, but we just don't realize it. We're connected, and we can hear each other's thoughts, and we can focus as one entity and speak to someone, like the Borg, if you're a Star Trek, the Next Generation fan. Okay, but there, that's what happens to all of us eventually when we ascend from here. Okay, so you can you can read along with that. All right, so let's get started because I don't want to waste all day all night right so here we go so this is going to be session seven zero question one zero okay the law of one the raw material this was recorded december actually the, the video was recorded december 21st of 2011 the the actual um session was probably still in july of 1981 all right here we go Question 70.10. Questioner, am I correct in assuming that all of the mind, body, spirit complexes that exist below levels of mid-sixth density have a higher self at the level of mid-sixth density? Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 70.11. Questioner, would an analogy for Sorry, this situation sure be that an individual's higher self is manipulating, to some extent shall okay, I say, the mind, body, spirit complex that is its analog to move it through the lower densities for the purposes of gaining experience and finally transferring that experience or amalgamating it in mid-sixth density with the higher self? Answer, I am Ra. This is incorrect. The higher self does not manipulate its past selves. It protects when possible and guides when asked, but the force of free will is paramount. The seeming contradictions of determinism and free will melt when it is accepted that there is such a thing as true simultaneity. The higher self is the end result of all the development experienced by the mind, body, spirit complex to that point. Question 70.12 Questioner, then what we are looking at is a long path of experience through the densities up to mid-sixth density which is a function totally of free will and results in the awareness of the higher self in mid-sixth density. But since time is illusory and there is a, shall I say, unification of time and space or an eradication of what we think of as time, then, all of this experience that results in the higher self because of evolution through the densities, is existing while the evolution takes place. It is all simultaneous. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. 
we refrain from speaking of correctness due to our understanding of the immense difficulty of absorbing the concepts of metaphysical existence. In time-space, which is precisely as much of yourself as is space-time, all times are simultaneous just as, in your geography, your cities and villages are all functioning, bustling, and alive with entities going about their business at once. So it is in time-space with the self. Question 70.13 Questioner, the higher self existing in mid-sixth density seems to be at the point where the negative and positive paths of experience merge into one. Is there a reason for this? Answer, I am Ra. We have covered this material previously. <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't have visuals, that was September. Okay, this is uh, the Law of One, session 70, and it was September 9th, 1981, and this is part two of that session. Question 70.14. Questioner, oh yes. Sorry about that. It slipped my mind. Now, if a positive entity is displaced to negative time-space, I understand that the higher self is reluctant to enter the negative time-space. For some reason it makes it necessary for the mind-body-spirit complex to incarnate in negative space-time. Why is it necessary for this incarnation in negative space-time? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, let us remove the concept of reluctance from the equation and then secondly address your query more to the point. Each time-space is an analogue of a particular sort or vibration of space-time. When a negative time-space is entered by an entity the next experience will be that of the appropriate space-time. This is normally done by the form-making body of the mind-body-spirit complex which places the entity in the proper time-space for incarnation. Oh, I also forgot to tell you that starting next week, Omar will be back. We're hammering out uh, a day we can record uh, because we haven't figured out about going live yet, although uh, we might. I'm going to talk to him and see if he wants to do that. We might change the time instead of 4 o'clock to 5 or 6 on Friday and go live. Otherwise, we, we're going to set a time for he and I to record the shows and then premiere them at the same time. So I'll let you know that because you, if you don't see any change in the uh, events calendar uh, on Facebook, the page, then that means we're just going to be uh, recording it earlier and premiering it. And then I'll be in the chat and he'll pop in the chat when he gets home because uh, he's usually a little bit after 4, 4.30 or so. Um, but not always, right? So we'll figure that out, right? Um, because I would rather go live. So we'll find out what's going to go on. All right. And, and you guys will figure it out. I'll either put a meme up saying we're going to be live or you won't hear anything. That means it'll just be business as usual and the calendar won't be changed in any way. All right, here we go. Question 70.15. Questioner, I think that to clear up this point, I will ask a few questions that are related that will possibly help me to understand this better because I am really confused about this and I think it is a very important point in understanding the creation and the creator in general, you might say. If a wanderer of 4th, 5th or 6th density dies from this 3rd density state in which we presently find ourselves, does he then find himself in the 3rd density time-space after death? Answer, I am Ra. This will depend upon the plan which has been approved by the Council of Nine. Some wanderers offer themselves for but one incarnation while others offer themselves for varying lengths of your time up to and including the last two cycles of 25,000 years. 
If the agreed upon mission is completed the wanderer's mind, body, spirit complex will go to the home vibration. Question 70.16 Questioner, have there been any wanderers on this planet for the past 50,000 years now? Answer, I am Ra. There have been a few. There have been many more which chose to join this last cycle of 25,000 years and many, many more which have come for harvest. Question 70.17 Questioner, now here is the point of my confusion. If, after physical death, a wanderer would return to his home planet why cannot the same entity be extracted from negative time-space to the home planet rather than incarnating in negative space-time? Answer, I am Ra. As we stated, the position in negative time-space, of which we previously were speaking, is that position which is pre-incarnative. After the death of the physical complex in yellow ray activation the mind, body, spirit complex moves to a far different portion of time-space in which the indigo body will allow much healing and review to take place before any movement is made towards another incarnative experience. I perceive a basic miscalculation upon your part in that time-space is no more homogeneous than space-time. It is as complex and complete a system of illusions, dances, and pattern as is space-time and has a structured a system of what you may call natural laws. Question 70.18 Questioner, I'll ask this question to inform me a little about what you just stated. When you came to this planet in craft 18,000 and 11,000 years ago, these craft have been called Belcraft and were photographed by George Adamski. If I am correct these craft looked somewhat like a bell, they had portholes around them in the upper portions, and they had three hemispheres at 120 degrees apart underneath. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 70.19 Questioner, were these constructed in time-space or in space-time? Answer, I am Ra. We ask your persistent patience, for our answer must be complex. A constructed thought was formed in time-space. This portion of time-space is that which approaches the speed of light. In time-space, at this approach, the conditions are such that time becomes infinite and mass ceases so that one which is able to skim the, shall we say, boundary strength of this time-space is able to become placed where it will. When we were where we wished to be we then clothed the constructed light with that which would appear as the crystal bell. This was formed through the boundary into space-time. Thus there were two constructs, the time-space or immaterial construct, and the space-time or materialized construct. So I want to point out <clears throat> that he's talking about here and in our, in our time-space. Okay, so this portion of time-space is that which approaches the speed of light. In time-space, it approaches the conditions are such that time becomes infinite and mass causes so that one which is able to skim the, shall we say, boundary strength, right? Boundary strength of this time-space is able to become, to become placed where it will. <clears throat> so that's the reason why, for us, everything is so completely different than them. We're vibrating at a speed that is closer than the speed of light, closer to the speed of light than any other reality, any other dimension. 
So that's why time becomes infinite here <clears throat> and not instantaneously. So we have a past, a present, and a future because we're sped up going super fast, close to the speed of light. And for them to come here, they have to create something and then speed up close to the speed of light to match our speed and then skim the boundary, right? Skim the boundary strength of this, of this space-time to become placed where we want to be or where it will. Think about that. So when they try to calculate time for us, it's hard because they're trying to calculate it against a past, present, and future happening all at one time. And they're trying to extrapolate out where it happens in their memory, be it past, present, or future, and then apply it to the here and now when we ask a question. <clears throat> As we're traveling at faster than the speed of light, we're asking a question of someone who's traveling at no speed in in space-time, right? Yeah, space-time. So then they have to translate that into time-space. So sometimes they're off a little bit with their, with their calculations. <coughs> Just saying, right? So get wrap your head around that. It has the opposite effect that we would think, right? You would think that if you're traveling faster than or close to the, the speed of light... Right, that everything slows down. Well, it does for us in our perspective. So that's why they say at times for us what it would take, like when they say they're going to graduate and they're going to move up to the seventh dimension. How long is that in our time? And he says 750,000 years. It's not 750,000 to him. It's probably tomorrow. But because we're moving so fast, everything slows down and time becomes infinite. So something for him that's going to be, you know, in a week for us could be 750,000 of our years because we're traveling at almost a light speed, which is almost, a, you know, that's that's like fastest thing we can possibly imagine. There's only one thing that we theorize that travels faster than the speed of light, and that's, well, two if you consider a black hole. But the other one is a tachyon. This is going backwards in time. Or Doctor Who, who is in fact going backwards in time. Little shout out there to Doctor Who. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't know where he's going in time. He's traveling. He is like raw. Doctor Who is like raw. He's, he's outside of time. He's, he's a time lord. And he's, and he's skipping around through human time. And then his wife is going the opposite direction in time. So they have, you ever see that show? It's badass. So they have a little book. And they find out whether this is my past or your future that we're seeing each other in. Your future, my past, my future, your past. Sometimes she runs into Doctor Who. He doesn't know who she is yet. They haven't met yet. And they're married. And they have a child. And her name is Amy Pond. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question 70.20. Questioner, was there a reason for the particular shape that you chose? In particular, a reason for the three hemispheres on the bottom? Answer, I am Ra. It seemed an aesthetically pleasing form and one well suited to those limited uses which we must needs make of your space-time motivating requirements. Question 70.21 Questioner, was there a principle of motivation contained within the three hemispheres on the bottom or were they just aesthetic or were they landing gear? 
I love the answer that he just gave. Let me re what re, what re ask the question. Was there a reason for the particular shape that that you chose? In particular, a reason for the the three hemispheres at the bottom. I am raw. I love this answer. It seemed an aesthetically pleasing form, <laughs> and one will one well suited to those limits used, which we must which we must needs make need make of your space-time motivational requirements. I think that's funny. Well, it was aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> so it, it amused them. They kind of liked the way it looked. I like that. Let's keep that in. It's kind of cool. Oh, and by the way, we need to have that, right? So the next question, was there a particular, was there a principle of motion or motivation contained within the three hemispheres at the bottom? I love his questions. They're very scientific, and they're questions that I would ask. Or were they just aesthetic? Or were they landing gear? Probably a little bit of both, right? Let's see what he says. Answer, I am Ra. These were aesthetic and part of a system of propulsion. These hemispheres were not landing gear. Question 70.22. Questioner, I am sorry to ask such stupid questions, but I am trying to determine something about space-time, time-space, and this very difficult area of the mechanism of evolution. I think it is central to the understanding of our evolution. However, I am not sure of this and I may be wasting my time. Could Ra comment on whether I am wasting my time in this particular investigation or whether it would be fruitful? Answer, I am Ra. Since the concepts of space-time, or physics, and time-space, or metaphysics, are mechanical they are not central to the spiritual evolution of the mind-body-spirit complex. The study of love and light is far more productive in its motion towards unity in those entities pondering such concepts. However, this material is, shall we say, of some small interest and is harmless. Question 70.23 Questioner, I was asking these questions primarily to understand or to build a base for an attempt to get a little bit of enlightenment on the way that time-space and space-time are related to the evolution of the mind-body-spirit complex so that I could better understand the techniques of evolution. For instance, you stated, that potential difference may be released and polarity changed after an entity has learned taught the lessons of love of self. If the entity is a positive entity that has found itself in negative time-space and has had to incarnate into negative space-time. What I was trying to do was build a base for an attempt to get a slight understanding of what you meant by this statement that potential difference may be released and polarity changed after the above step. I am very interested in knowing, if placed in a negative time-space, why it is necessary to incarnate in negative space-time and learn each love of self and develop, I guess, a sixth density level of polarity before you can release that potential difference. Could you speak on that subject? Answer, I am Ra. This will be the last full query of this working. The entity which incarnates into negative space-time will not find it possible to maintain any significant positive polarity as negativity, when pure, is a type of gravity well, shall we say, pulling all into it. Thus the entity, while remembering its learned and preferred polarity, must needs make use of the catalyst given and recapitulate the lessons of service to self in order to build up enough polarity in order to cause the potential to occur for a reversal. There is much in this line of questioning which is somewhat muddled. May we, at this point allow the questioner to repraise the question or to turn the direction of query more towards that which is the heart of its concern. 
Question 70.24. Questioner, I will, at the next session, then attempt to turn more toward the heart. I was attempting in this session to get at a point that I thought was central to the evolution of spirit but I seem to have gone awry. It is sometimes very, very difficult for me to question wisely in these areas. I will just ask if there is anything that we can do to enhance the contact or to make the instrument more comfortable? Answer, I am Ra. You are most conscientious and the alignments are especially good. We thank you, my friends, and have been glad to speak with you. We are attempting to be of the greatest aid to you by taking care not to deplete this instrument. Thus although a reserve remains we will attempt from this working onward to keep this reserve, for this instrument has arranged its subconscious to accept this configuration. I am Ra. You are all doing well, my friends. We leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing and glorying in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. <clears throat> we are going to go on to the next, uh, so it'll be session 71 of the Law of One. September 9th, 1981, that's the end of, se of session 70. 71 is September 18th. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the One Infinite Creator. We communicate now. Question 71.1 Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer, I am Ra. It is as previously stated with the exception of a slight improvement in the vital energy distortions. One may note to the support group, without infringement, that it is well to aid the instrument in the reminders that while physical complex distortions remain as they are it is not advisable to use the increased vital energies for physical complex activities as this will take a somewhat harsh toll. Question 71.2 Questioner, in this session I hope to ask several different questions to establish a point of entry into an investigation that will be fruitful. I would first ask if it is possible to increase polarity without increasing harvestability. Answer, I am Ra. The connection between polarization and harvestability is most important in third density harvest. In this density and increase in the serving of others or the serving of self will almost inevitably increase the ability of an entity to enjoy a higher intensity of light. Thus in this density, we may say, it is hardly possible to polarize without increasing in harvestability. Question 71.3 Questioner, this would probably be possible in the higher densities such as the fifth density. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. In fifth density harvest, polarization has very little to do with harvestability. Question 71.4 Questioner, would you explain the concept of working with the unmanifested being in third density to accelerate evolution? Answer, I am Ra. This is a many-layered question and which steel we wish to expose is questionable. Please restate giving any further depth of information requested, if possible. Question 71.5. Questioner, define, please, the unmanifested being. Answer, I am Ra. We may see that you wish to pursue the deeper strata of information. We shall, therefore, answer in a certain way which does not exhaust the query but is designed to move beneath the outer teachings somewhat. The unmanifested being is, as we have said, that being which exists and does its work without reference to or aid from other selves. 
To move into this concept you may see the inevitable connection between the unmanifested self and the metaphysical time-space analogue of the space-time self. The activities of meditation, contemplation, and what may be called the internal balancing of thoughts and reactions are those activities of the unmanifested self more closely aligned with the metaphysical self. Question 71.6 Questioner, as an entity goes through the death process in third density it finds itself in time-space. It finds itself in a different set of circumstances. Would you please describe the circumstances or properties of time-space and then the process of healing of incarnative experiences that some entities encounter? Answer, I am Ra. Although this query is difficult to answer adequately, due to the limitations of your space-time sound vibration complexes, we shall respond to the best of our ability. The hallmark of time-space is the inequity between time and space. In your space-time the spatial orientation of material causes a tangible framework for illusion. In time-space the inequity is upon the shoulders of that property known to you as time. This property renders entities and experiences intangible in a relative sense. In your framework each particle or core vibration moves at a velocity which approaches what you call the speed of light from the direction of superluminal velocities. Thus the time-space or metaphysical experience is that which is very finely tuned and, although an analogue of space-time, lacking in its tangible characteristics. In these metaphysical planes there is a great deal of what you call time which is used to review and re-review the biases and learn teachings of a prior, as you would call it, space-time incarnation. The extreme fluidity of these regions makes it possible for much to be penetrated which must needs be absorbed before the process of healing of an entity may be accomplished. Each entity is located in a somewhat immobile state much as you are located in space-time in a somewhat immobile state in time. In this immobile space the entity has been placed by the form maker and higher self said that it may be in the proper configuration for learn teaching that which it has received in the space-time incarnation. Depending upon this time-space locus there will be certain helpers which assist in this healing process. The process involves seeing in full the experience, seeing it against the backdrop of the mind, body, spirit complex total experience, forgiving the self for all missteps as regards the missed guideposts during the incarnation and, finally, the careful assessment of the next necessities for learning. This is done entirely by the higher self until an entity has become conscious in space-time of the process and means of spiritual evolution at which time the entity will consciously take part in all decisions. Que <clears throat> so that's literally after you die, that would be, you know, it's not even really purgatory, right? It's literally a place of reflection and healing that you go to. And you stay there and you reflect on everything. This is what he just said. Everything that happened to you in your life. Did you learn the lessons that you set down for yourself to learn? Did you learn enough lessons to move on? Or, or do you need to re-go back and, and redo some of the lessons? Then this is where, you know, everyone says, you know, God's going to judge me. No, what happens is <clears throat> you and your, and your higher self and any guides that you have working with you, at this point, they wait for you to become conscious in that place, self-aware, in that place. Then you all sit down and talk about what just happened to you in this entire life that you just ended. What do we need to do? Did we sufficiently learn anything? 
check those off. The things that you learned don't need to learn that, 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 that. Now we successfully did that, but we still need to learn this, this, and this, and we'll add this and this to the next lifetime until you get all the things done that the laws of the universe dictate we know before we can graduate this college. There's all prerequisites that we need to learn. So then, once you realize all that, that's when you judge yourself and you realize what you're going to do, and then you rewrite your next uh, um, semester of what you're going to do. Write it down. These are the things I need to learn on and work on. And then you are reborn again, um, you know, back on this planet, or or unless this planet doesn't sustain uh, third-dimensional life anymore, which this is not supposed to, but we're keeping it that way. The powers that should not be made it made it made us get stuck here and keep it that way. So then you are reborn somewhere else because your whole life is designed. You design your life where you want to be born so that you can learn certain things. Who you're going to be, man or woman, what, what traits you're going to have. So where you're going to be born, what ethnic group, what nationality, what place on the planet decides all of that. Who you're going to be born with. As a family structure, all of that is not created and, and controlled by God. It's created and controlled by you, each individual, and your higher self, which in a sense is being controlled by God because on a higher, 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 higher self, eventually we are the one. Okay, we are the one. We are all the same. We are all will be merged back to that one giant, almighty, all-knowing, all-seeing entity that is the one that's pretty intense if you think about it. that's pretty deep all of that right there that was just said i mean you can believe it or, or not if you're still here you're probably believing it and if not you've already changed the channel and went, i don't know what that guy's talking about he's a nutball that person carla was just making all this up in her little brain question 71.7 questioner is the process in positive time-space identical with the process in negative time-space for this healing? Answer, I am Ra. The process in space-time of the forgiveness and acceptance is much like that in time-space in that the qualities of the process are analogous. However, while in space-time it is not possible to determine the course of events beyond the incarnation but only to correct present imbalances. In time-space, upon the other hand, it is not possible to correct any unbalanced actions but rather to perceive the imbalances and thusly forgive the self for that which is. The decisions then are made to set up the possibility probabilities of correcting these imbalances in what you call future space-time experiences. The advantage of time-space is that of the fluidity of the grand overview. The advantage of space-time is that, working in darkness with a tiny candle, one may correct imbalances. Question 71.8 Questioner, if an entity has chosen the negative polarization, are the processes of healing and review similar for the negative path? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 71.9 Questioner, are the processes that we are talking about processes that occur on many planets in our Milky Way galaxy, or do they occur on all planets, or what percentage? Answer, I am Ra. These processes occur upon all planets which have given birth to sublogar such as yourselves. The percentage of inhabited planets is approximately 10%. Question 71.10. Questioner, what percentage of stars, roughly, have planetary systems? Answer, I am Ra. 
This is unimportant information, but harmless. Approximately 32% of stars have planets as you know them while another 6% have some sort of clustering material which upon some densities might be inhabitable. Question 71.11 Questioner, this would tell me that roughly 3% of all stars have inhabited planets. This process of evolution is in effect throughout the known universe then. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This octave of infinite knowledge of the one creator is as it is throughout the one infinite creation, with variations programmed by sub-logwa of what you call major galaxies and minor galaxies. These variations are not significant but may be compared to various regions of geographical location sporting various ways of pronouncing the same sound vibration complex or concept. Question 71.12 Questioner it seems to me from this that the sublogos such as our sun uses free will to modify only slightly a much more general idea of created evolution so that the general plan of created evolution then seems to be uniform throughout the one infinite creation. The process is for the sublogar to grow through the densities and under the first distortion, find their way back to the original thought. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. So then given that information, one could extrapolate that or you could leave from this third dimensional place and go to any other third dimensional place and that the laws and the physics would be pretty accurate to this. So you could go there. You may not look like the life form that's there and you may not understand their language, but then you would be there. The, you would be ruled by the same laws so it wouldn't take much for you to be able to interact with those people, learn their language, and learn their ways. Because, it, like he said, the only difference between how the souls react is like different regions with different accents. Right? And we here on Earth have different regions that have different accents of the same language that are completely different in some other places. Like, for instance, all the European languages and the English that we speak, that I'm speaking to you now. The English that I'm speaking to you now is a, literally a, a mishmash of all of the European languages and all of their words. We speak them different than some people say, or we have a different meaning for that word that's based on the same word. We've gotten into that before. That's why I'm able to teach myself 14 languages right now, because I get that. People go, you better not do that. You're going to mix yourself up. The only time I get mixed up is when I'm learning Chinese or Japanese as opposed to most of the European languages or I'm learning some of the Czech languages and the, uh, and the, the Polish. Those have a different dialect, and I think that starts to go into Mongolian, And although I don't know the Mongolian languages, but I, I can imagine the way Chinese and Japanese operate. The sounds are different than our sounds in different ways, but the European words are all almost the same. If you look at somebody speaking uh, Portuguese as opposed to uh, Spanish or Castilian, they're almost, it's, it's like Australian to English or American to English. It's almost identical, but it sounds like Portuguese has a little bit of the Slovakian Russian uh, uh, slang in there, which is odd. But I don't know if that's because of them traveling the world, because they're below uh, Russia. Uh, you see what I'm saying? But then when you get to Norway, Sweden, Finland, all of that, and Germany and Denmark, and uh, th those languages get very, very English, right? German uh, is almost English now, and, da and you know, like Danish is like um, halfway between English and German. It's like German light or English heavy, <laughs> right? And French 
is all almost the same. They just say the words differently with a different sound effect, right? They talk a little bit more through their nose than Americans do, but they say almost the same words. We borrowed some of their words. So that would suggest that we could go to off-world to another planet, and it wouldn't take long for us to be like, you know, um, it would be like somebody sailing from, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, like Marco Polo, right, sailing from one place to another or, you know, those guys going from Europe to Japan and spending time there, right? It'd be no different. It's totally, the culture is different, but the rules are the same, right? You see, the the base rules of, of physics operate the same way there, only you have to learn their culture and language, and their culture is pretty much the same as your culture. There's just different nuances. It's like I was talking about where the religions are all fighting over the same God because of the different semantic nuances of, of the things they do. Strange. Okay, let's continue, Leo. Otherwise, we're going to be here all night, right? <laughs> here we go. Okay, that's the end of that um, uh, part one of session 71. So let me check the time before we start session two. Let me go into the studio here instead of being in full view mode here and see where we are. So we got 15 minutes. So um, I'll, I'll start. We'll get a little bit, a little bit further in. Okay, let me go back over here. Going to full screen. So this is session 71. It was recorded September 7, 18th, 1981, part two of session 71. Question 71.13. Questioner, then each entity is of a path that leads to one destination. This is like many, many roads that travel through many, many places but eventually merge into one large center. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct but somewhat wanting in depth of description. More applicable will be the thought that each entity contains within it all of the densities and subdensities of the octave so that in each entity, no matter whether its choices lead it, its great internal blueprint is one with all others. Thusly its experiences will fall into the patterns of the journey back to the original logos. This is done through free will but the materials from which choices can be made are one blueprint. Question 71.14 Questioner, you have made the statement that pure negativity acts as a gravity well pulling all into it. I was wondering first if pure positivity has precisely the same effect. Could you answer that please? Answer, I am Ra. This is incorrect. Positivity has a much weaker effect due to the strong element of recognition of free will in any positivity approaching purity. Thus although the negatively oriented entity may find it difficult to polarize negatively in the midst of such resounding harmony it will not find it impossible. Upon the other hand, the negative polarization is one which does not accept the concept of the free will of other selves. Thusly in a social complex whose negativity approaches purity the pull upon other selves is constant. A positively oriented entity in such a situation would desire for other selves to have their free will and thusly would find itself removed from its ability to exercise its own free will, for the free will of negatively oriented entities is bent upon conquest. Question 71.15 See, so that would suck, <laughs> right? <coughs> find yourself... <coughs> oh, there I go with my phlegm. Find yourself thrust into... Uh, a negatively charged uh, place 
on accident and then you would be kind of stuck and kind of screwed it would be hard to get out of that but you can do that he talked about that earlier and you can you know uh, flip around pretty quickly but it takes a lot of work to be able to do it he'll probably eventually talk about it here again five questioner could you please comment on the accuracy of these statements I am going to talk in general about the concept of magic and first define it as the ability to create changes in consciousness at will. Is this an acceptable definition? Answer, I am Ra. This definition is acceptable in that it places upon the adept the burden it shall bear. It may be better understood by referring back to an earlier query and your measurement within this working having to do with the unmanifested self. In magic one is working with one's unmanifested self in body, in mind, and in spirit, the mixture depending upon the nature of the working. These workings are facilitated by the enhancement of the activation of the indigo ray energy center. The indigo ray energy center is fed, as are all energy centers, by experience but far more than the others is fed by what we have called the disciplines of the personality. Questions? See, I wanted to, I'm glad we're finally getting into this because the churches have taken, I may stop here and talk about this and then go back and start here because it's going to take me a little bit to, to explain. Some of you know this and some of you don't. The churches have tried to separate all of these aspects. Earlier on in other episodes or other sessions, we talk about the chakras and meditating and healing and all of the properties of that and what that does. And in our reality here, that's only really manifest in the Eastern philosophical thought. Right? The Asian Eastern philosophical thought. And a lot of the people have now started picking that up in the United States for, since like the 60s until now. It was rarer before then. Now it's getting integrated into our society as much as Ebonics is. You see more people in this industry, this genre that'll give you the, you know, the two hands together like you're praying and say namaste to you, which comes from that Eastern Hindu, Eastern Zen Buddhist philosophical thought and the Chinese philosophical thought. More, mostly in, in the Hindu uh, regions, right? Hindi, Hindu, where that came from. Now those, those uh, peoples and their religions are far older than Western religion and philosophical thought. Okay? Not saying that they weren't here, people weren't in the West, but the, and the, over here in America, it was Native Americans who were also far advanced. Technology has stifled a lot of, of spiritual thought because technology has you so inundated with data that your brain is, is overloaded and then of course you have certain powers that should not be trying to eradicate spiritualism because it doesn't play into the socialist communist communist uh, way because that's the evil way now, I'm not saying that for for you know I think socialism is the proper thing to do but not under the power and tutelage of evil men and women, because then it becomes communism, or fascism, or Nazism. That's what's happened in the past in most places. And my camera shut off. Why did my camera shut off? 
Probably because I'm not using it, maybe. Where am I here? Now it's on. What shut off? The microphone on the camera shut off. Oh, no, my, I froze. So, but you guys can still hear me. According to this, I'm still, I'm still working, but the camera did shut off. Well, you don't need to see me then, right? As long as I'm still broadcasting through this microphone, I don't care what's going on with the stupid camera. For some reason, it shut off. Don't know why. Um, it does that every now and then. Maybe because I, didn't, I wasn't active on here, right? So because of that, I wasn't looking on the thing. That's okay. As long as you guys can still hear me, then I'm cool. Now i got to find where I was with that stupid thing. I have all these windows over here. But the microphone says I'm still on over here, so it says I'm still recording. I'll double-check this before I post it to make sure. Okay. So let me go back over here and go back to this. So the churches have stifled all of these things being encompassed together. The magic portion of spirituality was in the West, right? Western Europe. And then you had the Aborigines who still had all of that incorporated. You had the Native Americans that all had, that had that all incorporated. In fact, uh, they didn't have the, the chakras, though. And the same thing with the Celts and the, and the Vikings. They didn't have any of the chakra stuff, but they had the magic. And, but then they had the many gods instead of the one. And then you have the Eastern thought where there was only one god, right? When, when, when the Hebrew uh, uh, religion popped up with only one god, that changed everything. And then you had the, the, you know, the, the uh, Muhammad in, the, in, the, uh, in that religion that popped up with only one god. And then after that, Christianity popped up and there was only one god, you see? And they started to drive out the many gods. But now that's still accepted, the many gods, because everyone in all of these religions sees them as demigods. Right? They weren't exactly not gods, but what we consider a god. And then you have people that are higher up than that, like with Ra, and they say to us that the one is is not what we think of as the word God and the, the deity that we see as that God status. I've had psychics tell me that where they're talking to their, to their guides and their guides are saying what you refer to as gods is beneath what the one actually is by far. So our understanding of a God is, is basically a, a human who claims their God status, <laughs> right? So the, the many gods were accepted in most of these modern religions now. And people say, well, you don't believe in God if you're pagan. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I believe in God. I also believe in other gods as well. And because the energy and the story is still the same. Okay? When people say, you know, there's no definitive proof that Jesus was ever born. Now, I'm a minister. I'm an ordained minister, and I've been knighted by the Holy Roman Catholic See. And I will say to you, it's not important whether Jesus lived or died or was at all. What's important is the message that is being portrayed is important. Say the same thing about Moses. Say the same thing about Muhammad. I say the same thing about all the Jewish deities, you know, Elijah, Jacob, all of them doesn't matter if the deluge happened and there was a Noah. 
What matters is what that story's parable is trying to tell you. Do you understand? So if you read any of the Talmuds, you know, I hate to say they're more of a guideline. Start sounding like uh, Barbosa from Hector Barbosa, the captain from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, the Pirate Codex is more of a guideline, really, than a law. Okay, but that's kind of the way the Bibles are. If you read them as if they're the law and you're going to die a hideous death and burn in hell if you do any of the things in there, then that means all of us on earth are useless and wasted and we're all going to die because I don't know anybody. And I don't think there is anybody out there above the age of two. And even then they start picking up those habits and doing bad things. Okay who's not redeemable because they've never, ever told a lie or committed a sin. Happens very quickly on this planet because of free will. Quickly, people see themselves as worth, and they want, because when you're born, you don't understand the ego that runs you in the beginning until you start to understand what's happening to you. At least that's the way my memory works and what I've seen raising children. It's not their fault. It's the ego. So how are you supposed to say, well, that's it. You've sinned. You told a lie. That's it. You're going to hell. You're done. You're over with. Better go talk to a priest and ask for absolution. That's just a a panic way of living your life in a negative light. That was created by the churches. If you saw the webinar we just did the other day with, with Omar, he explains all that with his Saturn worship. And Satan worship from the powers that should not be. Okay? So, yeah, I don't know why my camera turned off. That's odd. I had it on for four hours, but I was not constantly off screen. I was on the screen with my camera working. So maybe because I was off screen, it turned itself off. Weird. Let me go into the settings here and see if I can get it to to uh, turn back on. Isn't that bizarre when stuff like that happens? Welcome to, that's video. What are you doing? No, that is what you want. No, that's not what you want. Oops, I closed the settings. I want streaming advance. No, I want video, but there's nothing there now. Why? Because it shut off? That's bizarre. All right, I'm not going to try and figure it out on air because that's just crazy. Yeah, for some reason it turned off. Don't know why. I'll get it back up in a second. So, the churches separated all that and tried to get rid of it. But it did manifest in different places and it went underground. The whole magic thing was underground with the with the Wiccans and the Pagans, right? And the Druids. And they, they eventually adopted the chakra part as well. And now we're seeing that all of that, and this is what I was trying to tell people when I started my groups that got separated into three different groups, four different groups. I had a paranormal group, and um, then then that didn't work out for the psychics because they didn't like the paranormal guys because they were all about scientists, and there is no paranormal, and we're trying to prove that there's not, say. So I had to split that group into paranormal tech and then a spiritual group, which I then had to split that group into two other groups because you had the spiritualists 
wouldn't wouldn't deal with magic and the out of body stuff very well. So those were witches and warlocks because that's what the church taught them. So I had to split those into two groups: one to develop people who understood magic and were okay with it, and then the other one for those people who were spiritual that were still uh, fighting their Christian upbringing and their their brainwashing that the, that's all the devil and evil and UFOs are really the devil and uh, demons and magic doesn't exist and it's the devil and demons because that's what the church has told you. So they try to take all of that away from you so that you would just sit in the pew and they would feed you. They would treat you like a mushroom. They would keep you in the dark and feed you full of shit. That's what they did. To this day, that's what they're doing. Okay, so since my camera's tripping and it is on the hour, it's one hour and one minute. We'll have to call this evening. That was the law of one, and uh, that's you know we'll be back for session seventy-one, question sixteen, or maybe I'll back up one or two. Uh, Omar should be back with us next week, unless something happens and we can't get our schedules straight. Um, we're you know he misses doing it, I miss having him on here. We have a blast. We work well together. That's why I um, that's why I did his his uh, uh, co-hosting of his webinar party for the Watchers Talk fifth birthday, and that's why I had him do the co-hosting of Orion Rising's third anniversary party and webinar that we did in the last two weeks, because we work really well together. Okay, so guys, have a good night. Law of One every Friday night. I don't think we'll change the day, unless we're going to go live on a different day. It'll still stay around the same time slot. If you guys don't like that, maybe I'll put a poll in and see if you guys, what time slots you guys like and see who, who um, you know, run up the flagpole and see who salutes it. I put a poll in my last show that I just did on here on, on Wednesday. And I'm, I don't know if anybody's looked at it or I actually was there in the chat and actually answered the question. So I wanted to see if anybody was actually willing to do that and clicked on it. All right, guys, have a good night. Thank you. Namaste. I love you all. Like my, my page. Subscribe to it. Hit the little bell. Go to If you're a Facebooker, like me on Facebook at Orion Rising. Uh, Facebook page, and if you're a YouTuber, please like my YouTube channel called Orion Rising, and um, subscribe to me, and hit the little bell, and send me off to any of your friends who you think might want to hear about the stuff I talk about. I know I piss a lot of people off because I, I tell it like it is, so I have a lot of people on both sides, whether they're in America, especially if they have an R after their name or a D after their name. Both sides hate me. They call me the other side, and I'm and I'm infiltrating their side. You know, you you look like a Republican, but you talk like a Democrat. The Democrats say the same thing. You know, you look like a Democrat, but you talk like a Republican. That's because I talk like an American. I talk like a person who thinks for themselves and looks at and analyzes problems and takes both sides in, listens to them, puts the real truth together out of their bullshit lies and finds down the middle where the truth is. That's what I do. I don't listen to anything they say. When they say something, I look it up. And especially when there's documents from the federal government, they have to publish them and they can't lie about that. So they can't give you false documents. They can't do that. Okay, they have to give you the real documents because if there's an investigation, they'll find that out and they'll all go to jail. That's why we have independent councils. But you would have, you know, now the days that you would have the Democrats saying that those independent councils are being weaponized by, by the president, which, you know, because he's investigating them now. But was he, when he was under Barack Obama and they were investigating other people, it wasn't being weaponized. It was just they were just investigating. <laughs> so, whoever's being investigated always cries foul and says the other guys are doing it for political purposes. 
right? And if you look at it, you know, there's there's honest people that do the judge work. There's honest people that do the investigation. There's not everybody's crooked. One's one or two here and there, and that's why we have the problem. That's why this country's in the in the problem that we have. Okay, there are evil people. I'm not going to go down that road because this is the spiritual side of Orion Rising. So if you want to. If you want to hear, go down that political road, listen to Orion Rising News or any of the other shows that I do that's not. It's the long one. All right. All right. Namaste. Have a good night.